Well, hello, Candy. Hello, Jamie. Here we are on a beautiful evening in Cairns and another podcast for us to listen to what is going on in our lives at the present moment. So I was thinking, got to keep it, 20 minutes is good and it's got to be under 30 because a run is normally 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah, I've been going on that bike ride around like what we did today um, and that takes a little bit more than 20 minutes but um, yeah it's good to have something to listen to yeah so uh, we're going back to the first the horse's birthday which is 01082021 it's Sunday and um, this chapter I'm reading in the Bible is jam-packed with Jesus teachings Mm. so he's Jesus is he's like a superhero and he's taking humanity to a new kingdom, a new place, and he's challenging all humanity, challenging us all. And at the time, he was challenging his disciples and the other people that were listening in. So he's talking about love and not to judge, like we talked about in the last podcast, yeah. and the golden rule. Mm-hmm. So that's our theme this week, the golden rule. Dun, dun, da. <laughs> I'll do the dump, dump, dance around here. <laughs> dump, yes. dump, dance. That's it. Thank you. You're welcome. It's the passion translation that refers to it as the a goal. It does the dump, dump, dance. That has it in there because it's very extensive and uh, often too many words. But it's it's uh, it's great having the different translations to compare. Mm. So uh, referred to what Jesus calls a golden rule. In everything you do, be careful to treat others in the same way you'd want them to treat you. For that is the essence of all the teachings of the law and the prophets. That's Matthew 7.12. I thought you were going to say that's quintessential. It is the quintessential rule. Mm. And we used to know what that word is. You probably still do. Uh, But it was in in a movie we really liked... Walter Mitty, and he's looking for the quintessential picture. Photo, yes, Photo. he is. For to sum up of um, Time or Life? Time magazine? Time. Life magazine? Life. Life. I reckon Life. Life, okay. Life? I'll Google it. I'll Google it. <laughs> okay, and, and um, Sean Penn was the photographer. Mm. He was this action man, and he got the, the great photos, and he gave he them did. to... Um, he gave them to... can't remember his name... He's a comedian. He's a comedy ben actor. Stiller. Ben Stiller. We don't. Yeah, he's not my favourite actor, but in this movie, he's really good. I, a lot. Yeah. He wasn't stupid, was he? He was. He was a serious <laughs> actor, yeah. which was good for a change. Yeah. Okay. So the Passion Translation calls this golden rule. Calls this the golden rule. Jesus binds all the laws together in our relationships with others, the law of God's love, and he says. Straight after he says that, he says, Enter through the narrow gate because the wide, the wide gate and the broad path is the way that leads to destruction. Nearly everyone chooses that crowded road. And then I wrote, I think Jesus is telling his disciples that it's not natural for human beings, for us and for them, to love like God. God loves completely different. So how do we love like God? And I wrote, what if selfishness is in opposition to God's love? Because there's no selfishness in God. He's not selfish. He's a giver. He gives everything. So this revelation came to me during basketball at school one day when the students were playing and they were lazily just shooting hoops. 
So then I thought this is, I was sitting on the sidelines, it was boring. So I stood up and I became the opposition. And when the opposition came against them, it was game mm-hmm. on. So the opposition created a desire to engage, to rise to the challenge of a rival. Mm. Arrival. Arrival. <laughs> you stopped and you think I'm going to say something. I don't know what to say. I'm the challenge of a rival. Oh, not arriving somewhere. No. Challenge of... <laughs> I thought you meant challenger. You know, someone arriving. But you mean a yep. rival. A. There's a space in there. To rise to the challenge of a rival. Oh, and this is where I go, dun-dun. Yeah. Dun-dun. That's it. And then, and then you sing the song. Yeah, no. No, okay. No, Eye of the Tiger. Mm, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, why? What do you remember about Eye of the Tiger, Jamie, at all? Uh, well, there's been a lot of moments in my life that I've remembered Eye of the Tiger. Uh, it's been a very motivating song. And uh, I remember because I was... I was a young guy when Rocky came out, the first Rocky. And Life uh, magazine, that's the answer. Life. It was Life magazine. Sorry. Yeah, so Rocky you were, came you out. Were correct. You were correct. I, yes. Rocky came out and um, it was all the go, you know, he was the hero. And um, anyway, recently I was running a marathon and uh, apparently I needed some motivation. So this person I know was driving alongside me with a boombox out the window playing Eye of the Tiger. What a good motivational person! It was, and uh, (laughs) it was it was was motivating until I drank that lovely iced coffee and ate that banana, and then the the challenge was over. Okay. Mm. But anyway, thanks, Candy. How do we view our opposition to love others? So this is what I'm getting at this point. So playing basketball. So how do we view our opposition to love others? What if to love others was to get past the opposition, selfishness, and the devil's ways? to shoot a basket and celebrate the golden rule. What if loving others became our greatest achievement? Mm. What do you think? That would be amazing because I guess it kind of reminds me of when I do improv. Do you know when I've run those improv groups? Yeah. Um, the main thing in improv is making the other person look good. Yeah. So everybody on the stage is making the other person look good. So you don't have to worry about what you're doing. You need to be thinking about what what is going to make this other person look good. How can I uplift this other person? How can I shine the light on them? And that's why I really love doing improv. It's like the golden rule runs the whole show. It, it is. And if we could live our lives in that way... They'd never, there wouldn't be all those thoughts of, oh no, what if I'm not good enough, whatever, because you're not worried about whether I'm, I'm not worried about whether I'm good enough. I'm worried about how can I make you look good? Mm. How can I lift you up? And every, everyone was doing that. That would be amazing. I'm just remembering as you're talking that, I'm remembering that game we played where you would, was it rock, paper, scissors you played with people? And then if you won, <laughs> you were the leader and everyone followed you but if you're lost you just go around behind the leader and you start cheering praising cheering the leader praising on your leader yeah until all the groups became one and there was one leader and that was the that was a champion mm. but it doesn't seem right to lose and then to cheer on the person that beat you it's um anyway it was a bit weird but 
It was a good. But it was good. It was good to learn the golden good. rule that let's not put people down, but let's build them up. Mm. Yeah. So, what if loving others became our greatest achievement? What if that was like on the news, like uh, instead of oh, he's just done this or she's just done that or you know they're the richest person what if the greatest achievement was that they'd done something unselfish like i'm building a pool on my game mm, well that's unselfish yeah because it's not even my house and it's for others to swim in yeah see unselfish weird huh it's not <laughs> natural to love first especially not to judge i got into that judge from last week but it is difficult and it often hurts. What if we attacked our... <laughs> I'm going to keep going. What if we attacked our selfishness and our self-preservation like a challenge to overcoming an opponent? Or we could just give in and take the broad, easy path. <laughs> Speak. <laughs> So how to love, how to love like this? No, no. How do we love no. like this? Um, I'm thinking of a line out of Dean Spanley, because you said try us. Did you say try us? Try us. Yeah, some things are sent to try us. Oh no. These little things are sent to try us. Said the man about the pygmy touch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great line. That was Brian Brown. Oh my gosh. He's a good so, actor there, Brian Brown. So funny. Okay. Um, sorry. Continue. So how do we love like this? How do we put other people first? I can't love like God without receiving his love first. I can't give what I don't have or I don't know about. So God is the initiator and demonstrates his love through the life of Christ. This makes me thankful that Not I... Not the life of Brian because he's a very naughty boy. <laughs> he is. So when I, know, when I understand what Christ Jesus has done for me... That makes me thankful, and I can pass it on to other people. Yes. It's only from an intimate relationship with Jesus that I can come to know this love, and from spending time alone, listening and talking with his spirit, as I do in the morning here, I begin to soak and become saturated with his goodness. So what if this is the greatest hidden treasure that there is, to engage with our maker and overcome our opposition, the devil, the enemy that hates us? And the scripture Jesus said after that, the narrow gate and the difficult way leads to eternal life. So few ever find it. And um, that's what I was thinking about that song. Oh no, you've got it now by the um, by We the Kingdom. Okay. Maybe we can finish with that one today. Okay, I'll see if I can find it. Monday, 02082021. So Jesus is talking to the disciples continually and he warns them about false prophets. And he says, constantly be on your guard against phony prophets. They're ravenous wolves. You'll know them by the obvious fruit of their lives and ministries. And um, I think we all know the phony, isn't it? And it's like, uh, remember those ads you watch on telly, the Demtel ads? But wait, there's more. And uh, it's pretty easy to get sucked into them, you know, because you're like, oh, buy now, hurry and buy. And, and I'm not saying that they're phony or I'm just saying that that advertising is quick, get it now or don't miss out is... Um, is actually it's almost buying through fear you know or or getting wound up and um, sometimes phony prophets wind people up and suck them in so watch out for the pretenders not everyone who says to me lord lord will enter into heaven's kingdom jesus said what are their motives 
can someone live a Christian culture, live in a Christian culture, and not know Christ? Yes. Okay, so people, we've, I think people have experienced, we've experienced people like this before, and it, it actually boggles our mind because, without the motive of, the heart, that's been changed by Christ. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't understand it anyway. So I'll leave it there. And Jesus finishes his teaching with a challenge. And all the people around are awestruck and shocked at the authority and the power of his words. So no one has ever taught like this. So their church leaders are some of the people he is talking about, like the phony prophets. Um, they're not doing as they say. So Jesus' actions confirm his teachings. He is a living example of what he is talking about. And the challenge... You can become like me. That's what Jesus' challenge is. And the disciples do become like Jesus. And Jesus says he's like a rock. If you do not apply my teachings, you'll become an easy target to be pushed around and you'll topple over like a building built on loose sand. Why would anyone intentionally build a house on the sand? Tuesday. And then Kenny? No. Oh, and I was going to say, why would someone intentionally build a house on loose sand? Oh, I just think if it's a sand castle, they might want to like build a castle every day. So they build it on the sand, washes away, they can rebuild it, change it a bit. Yeah, oh, change it a lot because it's different sand, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wishy washy life. Wishy washy sand castle. Okay then, if you say so. Zero three zero eight two zero two one. It's Tuesday, and the theme for the day was healing and authority. So I'm reading Matthew eight, and these stand out to me: healing and authority. Jesus heals everyone in Capernaum. The heading says Capernaum. Mm, that was his new home. I don't know if that's how you say it. Say it again. Capernaum. Oh, that's it. I knew you were saying it <laughs> <that> wrong. <laughs> That's better, isn't it? Yeah, much better. I think of the social issues Jesus has no regard for. So people are calling him rabbi and titles that belong to the highest people. But he is touching lepers and befriending Roman captains. So these people are defiled and enemies according to the Jewish population. Jesus' law of love, the golden rule, has no regard for earthly divisions and sets people to their rightful place. We are, they are, all his children created in his image. And his authority, he's lord over all implied by the author of this book. So Matthew, sickness, the weather and demons all respond to the sound of his voice. They have no choice but to do as he says. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yes, it is. And he lives in us. Mm-hmm. Wow, if we can only just grasp that. That evening the people brought to him many who were demonized and by Jesus only speaking a word of healing over them they were totally set free from their torment and everyone who was sick mm. received their healing. Everyone. The demons screamed at Jesus shouting, Son of God, what do you want with us? Leave us alone. Have you come to torment us before the appointed time? And massive crowds followed Jesus and he escapes on a boat trip to have a sleep. He's exhausted and next thing he's woken up and he, and he calls his creation into peace and order and shows his disciples the inheritance he wants to give them. And that's us too. Yeah. He speaks to creation and brings order. Wednesday, 0408-2021. Uh, music brought to you on behalf of Nextdoor. 
the deep drum beat. Smoke in the air, COVID cases in Cairns. I work from home today. The, Candy, we had, um, we've started our first COVID lockdowns up in Cairns. Yeah, there was one case. <laughs> the heading of Matthew chapter 9 is forgiveness and healing. Jesus gets out of a boat and meets people with their paralyzed friend. My son, be encouraged, for your sins have been forgiven. Sorry, I didn't win on my game. Continue. Okay, then. These words are blasphemy to the religious people, for your sins have been forgiven. Jesus knows their thoughts. This is the supernatural power that he embodies. He addresses their thoughts. I thought this would be a shock. Imagine if you're thinking something, you haven't said anything, and someone starts telling you what you're thinking. Mm. (laughs) that's what he did but now to convince you that the son of man has been given authority to forgive sins I say to this man stand up pick up your mat and walk home I reckon he knew that though like uh, I reckon Jesus said that thinking uh, these guys aren't going to like what I'm about to say but I'm going to say it anyway yeah so he's just like getting the hair on the back of their neck standing up yeah like no 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 and then like Okay, I'll smooth this over. So he's bringing in this new kingdom. You can see the traffic lights through that tree. Mm. They're lovely colours, aren't they? Green and yeah, red. And Jesus demonstrates that he's not only heals but forgives sins as well. But he hasn't died yet. Is he like putting it on the tab? He forgave this guy his sins. Mm. But he hadn't died yet for him. Yeah, but God's not confined to time and space. He created that for us. Hmm. So he died before the foundation of the world, it said, isn't it? Hmm. I and like that. That's hard for us to comprehend. But, yeah. Well, it's hard for me to comprehend. Brilliant, I shouldn't say us, I guess. <laughs> I really like that, Candy. That was great. <sighs> Well, there's more where that came from. (laughs) (laughs) I wrote, he will sacrifice himself for us, Jesus. And the witnesses are awestruck. They marvel and they're seized with fear. All these things at the same time. I got called Jesus today. Oh, congratulations. Yes. I went in and told that man he's he's Jesus, I've left my lights on. No, I said... (laughs) I said to him, oh, you've left your lights on. And he said, Jesus, thank you. And I thought, oh, what a compliment. <laughs> uh, people are so kind, aren't they? Oh, amazing. Up in the country there, Mariba. Mm. Uh, quite near Atherton, that was. Shaley's, how good is the ice cream? Oh, so good. Oh, to Yum. die for. No, no, no. So I wrote, Jesus demonstrates that he not only heals but forgives sins as well, but he hasn't died yet. Is he putting it on a tab? He will sacrifice himself for us. And witnesses are awestruck and they marvel and they're seized with fear. How could witnessing this event not change your life? I think everyone around would have thought, wow. Or not. Hmm. Thursday, 05062021. As Jesus leaves Capernaum, 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 yeah, I reckon that's right. Capers. Do you like capers? No, don't be ridiculous. Oh, they're fish, aren't they? I don't know. They're, I don't know what they no, are, they're but they're like fish. really, aren't they really peppery kind of things? Oh, salty things. Having for breakfast. Breakfast? Hmm, capers. Capers? Isn't that like Batman and Robin? They, they're, 
Like Capers Crusaders. Oh, they're Caped Crusaders. They're not Capers. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting the words mixed you up. Were. Oh, I'm sorry. So anyway, Jesus leaves that place and then he comes upon a tax collecting station where a Jewish man named Matthew, Matthew. was collecting taxes for the Romans. Come, follow me, Jesus said to him. Immediately, Matthew jumped up and began to follow Jesus. And I thought, goodness me, that's... Matthew wrote that straight to the point. He's writing in third person. And I was wondering why he followed Jesus so easily. So I thought, you know, Jesus is a rabbi. You know, he's been said... Um, he's, he's famous. Jesus is famous. This mysterious guy who draws crowds by performing miracles. Does he? Like, say, so did he have like a piece of paper and or a stone and etched the crowd? I think it was like, remember that time he... Bent down and drew in the, in, on the ground. Oh, he was drawing a crowd. I knew it. <laughs> Artistic. He's a creator. Yeah. I wonder if he draws fast like those. Anyway, so I wonder what Jesus saw in the heart of Matthew. He's an outcast from the perspective of the locals. Oh, that's the nail I cut today Ooh. when I was cutting up the potatoes. Yes. Mm, with a boning knife. Mm. Best off use the nail clippers next time. <laughs> So, um, Matthew's an outcast from the perspective of the locals. He joins side with the Romans and collects money for them, often in fraudulent ways. But Jesus makes friends with these people. So he goes to Matthew's place for dinner. Jesus went to Matthew's house and made himself at home. I like that. He made himself at home. He probably reclined on his lounge. Ooh, I would like to recline on someone's lounge. Well, Matthew would have had the making best. Someone at, making myself at home. Mm. Oh, I just pushed my arm. Mm. Yes. Well, let's not speak about that. Many other tax collectors and outcasts of society were invited to eat with Jesus and his disciples. Jesus does the uncomfortable thing and goes to Matthew's place and relaxes. The uncomfortable thing goes to Matthew's place and relaxes. That sounds terribly uncomfortable. Well, physically it would have been comfortable. Like Matthew would have had the best Jason recliners. But imagine going to a house, like a Jewish person going to the house of this, like a person that no one liked. It would be uncomfortable for me, you know. And then everyone's going, oh, what? And, and you'd be thinking, oh, what's everyone going to think of him? Jesus had no regard for what people thought of him. He was God. He is God. It seems Jesus is just as relaxed with the outcasts of society as he is with the religious people. Stop and think about that. Okay. Jesus is a relaxed outside of church and he's a relaxed inside of church. Mm-hmm. So you, you could almost say that being inside the church or outside the church can be as important as each other. Oh, I like those words. Thank you for liking those words. They were value-added words. Ooh, value-added. When those known as the Pharisees saw what was happening, they were indignant, and they kept asking Jesus' disciple, why would your master dine with such low lives? What does indignant mean? Like, oh, well, that's why you have a dictionary. Really? Indignant. They were indignant. Well, they they were like, they were disgusted. When Jesus overheard this, he spoke up and said, healthy people don't need to see a doctor, but the sick will go for treatment. Then he added, now you should go and study this, the meaning of this verse. Because, you know, he, they love to study. So he said, you go and do something valuable. I want to show mercy, not just offer me a sacrifice. 
That was the verse he told him to go and study. I want you to show mercy, not just offer me a sacrifice. For I have come to invite the outcasts of society and sinners, and sinners, not those who think they are already on the right path. So Jesus said, not those who think they're already on the right path. So what's it saying? Now you should go and study the meaning of the verse. I want you to show mercy, not just offer me a sacrifice. For I have come to invite the outcasts of society and sinners, not those who think they already have are already on the right path. Where is that in the Bible? Because obviously if he's saying it's in the scriptures, he's talking about the Jewish... Yeah, the Torah. The Torah. Mm. Because obviously Matthew wasn't written and they didn't care for Matthew anyway because they wanted to get rid of Jesus, right? Yeah. So where in the Bible and what, what's, what's, where does it actually fit? Well, what, what it's saying, because it, it, um, it opened up in the, in the Passion Translation and it said that the Jesus just didn't want people to follow the religious practices just so much like the Pharisees did. He wanted them to have a heart to show mercy to people. Yeah. So what they were doing, they're saying, kindness. if you don't live up to our rules, you're a good for nothing. That's what they were pretty much saying. And that can be, that's religion. You know, you've got to follow the rules. The golden rule is... Love others the way you'd want to be loved yourself. That's a good one to follow. I know we're all called to different paths and ministries and we should walk these paths assigned to us by God. I know what mine is at the moment. So I'm not working in the church at the moment. But I work with young people and I believe that's my calling. But I think of two bands of the music they play and one was Delirious and they were a Christian band and they played in churches and U2 was another band, and they used stadiums to sing the gospel in hidden ways, calling the, the world to justice and reaching the outcasts according to religious people. So you've got two bands here, both preaching the gospel. One band's singing to people in church, one band's singing to people outside of church. And both bands are good, but they're singing to a different audience. So the mercy Jesus implies is that his forgiveness takes the sting out of the religious sacrifice of trying to keep every law, and then he forgives the sins of the corrupt. God knows everyone needs his mercy, his saving grace, his healing, and his forgiveness. So, yeah, I think it's um, inside-outside church. Um, people think people have said, you know, oh, if I went to church, the roof would collapse. They think they're really bad. They need God's saving grace, and we that do go to church need it also. So Friday, 0608 2021. Mm-hmm. Matthew's account in chapter 9 is... We're up to 27 minutes, full. just so you know. We've got to finish right here, Candy. <laughs> so chapter 9... I shall have to jog far further. <laughs> <laughs> chapter 9, yeah. Yes, quick hurry, Jamie, I want to finish. <laughs> chapter 9 is full of 10 major miracles of Jesus. I've identified what stood out to me. And I wrote a group of people could read this and all tell a different story of what stands out to them. And even if I read this at different times in my life, the Holy Spirit will reveal different truths. The words of Jesus are alive and they come off the page and they change my life by revealing truth that develops my spiritual wisdom and understanding. That's what I wrote. So that was the week it was, Candy. Hmm. And the golden rule. we got to do it. Sounds good to me. All right. Did you want me to play some of this song or uh, or not? I don't think so. I'll finish it here. Okay then. Well, uh, thank yeah. you for being a big part of this, this week. You're welcome. And it's goodbye from me. 
and goodbye from me.